Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello, Alex. Hey, Mohanad. It's not your birthday. No, it's not my birthday. But you know whose birthday it is? Whose birthday is it, Alex? Bernie Uche. Hey, hey. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Axel Twanzebi or someone like that. But yes, thank why, you. Why would I say yeah. Axel Twanzebi? Because it's his birthday, and I thought you normally would try and take me down this rabbit hole of nonsense just to throw me off. So <laughs> I was expecting the unexpected. Uh, all right. Well, I didn't know about Axel Tuanzebi, but I apologize to him. Um, I will say, if, if I had any opportunity to try and take you down a, an alleyway of nonsense, you are wearing what appears to be a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a house coat actually ah, Alex. Okay. You know, your people invented it and I'm just going to show you some respect <laughs> so this whole well, we'll uh, respect this whole Twanzebi thing is, are you one of those people that googled which footballers have the same birthday as me no I literally was on Twitter and then Man United in Pigeon English the account says happy, birth- happy birthday my guy Axel you know uh-huh. and then I went oh okay it's his birthday you know that's Wait, pretty much I get from see right now. <gasps> guys, on the, guys, on guys. the injury table. You know, the one they yeah. haven't changed in 20 years. Hang on, Mahana's just Googled who's, who he shares a birthday Correct, with. correct. It's <laughs> actually like, it's not like a horrendous player. Go on. And I can only hope to match his um, accomplishments off the field. Wait, it's... can you get, oh dear. Can we give us some clues? Should we try um, and guess? He's, uh, he's been embroiled in some like off the field stuff. I wouldn't say negative or positive. Actually, his partner has. In a depends on how you look at it. Some people will see it as boss move. Some people will see it as you're a piece of shit. Uh, is this is is someone involved in Wagatha Christie here? No. Hmm. It's Mauro Icardi. Oh, yeah. You I can see it. That. You can see it both ways, right? Depends on where you're looking at it from. He's recently divorced and in Turkey. No, no, before that. Yeah. The part before that. Where he nicked his best mate's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's yeah. like super powerful and he made, you know, so you can look at it both ways, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I that's the point. Is, I want better for you. <laughs> yeah, he is also like, it made me quite sad to see that he was like a good five years younger than me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's packed a lot in. Yes, he's got a lot done in his uh, 27 years or whatever. All right. Well, while you're on the on the Google, uh, can you do mine? Yeah, sure. What is it? Unbelievable. Christmas Day. How? Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. Okay, well, I could tell you. It's, it's, it's Jesus, first of all. Uh, with birthday famous, famous uh, so December 25th. While wow, yeah. you do that, mine is horrendous. Umtiti, Livermore, Vermalen, Twanzebe, Christopher Kunku, Vlad Kirichkes, or whatever. This, this is a disgrace. My God. Bernie, your birthday specializes in shit defenders. Yeah. It's Alex, you've got, you've got nobody. What? Yeah. Honestly, footballers on December 25th birthday. I suppose having the son of God, you're, like, you're done. There's a there's a Francis 4K Doe. It's a Liberian footballer. Get it. There you go. No, 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 no. Actually, Alex has the best one ever. Chris Kamara. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. You've got Chris Kamara. You've got Emmy Buendia, Gary McAllister. Huh. And you've got... Uh, wow, that's it. It's really not a great list for you, buddy. Well, you know what? Jer- 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 wasn't Jorginho like a... 
legend for our dad's generation. Yeah, yeah, in black and white, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he scored one goal that loads of people saw on television once. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. In like World Cup 74 or something. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, Google who shares your birthday and tell us or don't. Not really concerned. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo is a dick. Uh, exhibit 274. Bernie, it's your birthday. You get to go first. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for, for the honor and the privilege to talk shit about this man. Um, <laughs> look, let, let, let's go with the obvious stuff. So he did this interview with Piers Morgan, which is so self-serving in, in, in of itself. And he talks about how the club is shit. Sure. <laughs> talks about how the facilities are shit. Sure. <laughs> talks about how nothing has changed. Kind of sure. And then he goes on to say he just does not respect Ten Hag and other people wanted, wanted him out. And I, I don't know where you want me to take this, Alex, because I could just go on or you want to prompt me or something because there's so much here that is ridiculous. That... Well, here's a question for you, Bernie. What do you, why do you think he did it? Forget about what he said. Why do you think he did it? Like, is this a forcing hand thing? Because there's a lot of rumors that United were okay to let him go in the summer, but he could never find the club. There's those rumors, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, there's other, like, what is he, like, uh, just try and get in his mind and say, like, why do you think he did this interview? It's not like United are trying to keep him hostage. And it's not like this interview will make him play more minutes. So what was the point other than maybe marketing or just being in the spotlight? I don't see a reason. I think the most important thing is that he wants to leave, which is a fact at this point. But he wants to leave now. The reason why he wants to leave, want to leave in the summer and wants to leave now are two different things. He wants to leave now because he's a bitch who can't get on the pitch. <laughs> like, he is bad. And he's been exposed to be bad. Like, Ten Hag has figured it out, you know, that he is horrible. And even if people want to say last season scored 24, okay, this is a season where he can't score 24. Like, you know what I mean? Like... You could say this is the crossover period, if you want, right? Where it's all laid to bear his shit. But he doesn't want to accept his shit, so he'd rather make a fuss and blame the club and the manager for the predicament as opposed to look inward in himself. So basically, this is towards other clubs that might want to sign him. He's trying to say, this is not my fault, that I'm this bad. You know what? I, I think that's one aspect of it. And there are rumors that Bayern Munich are interested in January, apparently. But... But they're coming from stuff like Daily Mail, so let's, you, can, yeah, you, can, no. you can hold that. But to me, it's the yes, he's trying to tell clubs that, hey, it's not my fault. But at the same time, he has to take this stance. If, if you're already a narcissist, right, like a Ronaldo, you have to blow it up, right, and then take the people who support you with you. You can't just play along and be like, yeah, I'll sit on the bench because that means I'm finished, right? And that That's means that everyone, everyone can point. accept that I'm finished. So you have to blow it up. And act like it, like he, he had no choice but to go on this route because he's a son of a bitch. Like, basically. No, no, I, I see what you're saying. Like, he's kind of just grasping at everything as he drowns. He's trying to just kind of grasp yeah. any lifeline out there because he can't come to the conclusion of just like, it's okay to slow down. It's okay to, to be a, a good member of a group and kind of play my bit part here and there. I'm happy that at 38, I'm still, you know, at the top Involved. of the game. Yeah, he, he can't take that point. He still thinks he could be the focal point of a team. I don't know, trying to do what. But like, I, yeah, I think it's all mental. I think he just can't let it go. And, oh, and I, 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 would add that, I would add that if you look at Messi, right, there are the rumors, and there are rumors at this point, but apparently the, I think it was Ortstein or someone who said that Inter Miami 
have a strong like they really believe I think it was Ornstein, right? That said the Inter yeah, Miami believe they have yeah. a strong chance of getting messy. And I look at that for what it is. And to me, that's two things. If this is true, right? Let's just imagine this is true. Messi's being proactive about the decline of his career, mm-hmm. where he's saying, I can't do this forever. And by the way, I don't need to prove to you that I can do this forever. My career has been good enough. You know, I'm the best ever. Whatever you want to say, like, I, I can go chill now. But Ronaldo has this thing where, as if he thinks he's a god, where he just can't accept that, you know, there is a time to chill and go back. And which would have protected his legacy in the first place? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something, though. The difference between Messi and Ronaldo is that Messi has the option to retire in MLS where Ronaldo doesn't. So that's a bit of a tricky situation, too, right? you got to consider that. Um, but I would say, point. like, I was talking to Alex recently about, like, Messi left his boyhood club, who it's all he knew, kind of not because he wanted to. It was a little bit out of the back door. They kind of screwed him over a little bit, financial, blah, blah, blah. And you barely heard anything from his side. Barely. And that's something that we're kind of used to with Messi across his career. Like, contrast that with Ronaldo, who got his dream move kind of almost after Juve, we thought, well, that's retirement. Like, you're done. You're pretty much done after Juve. Things are already starting to decline. He got a dream move to Manchester United. Yes, it's not the Manchester United of stature in the past, but it's still the biggest club in England and in support and in fans and in blah, 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 all that good stuff. Like, he just couldn't play his part that makes sense in that story. He still had to try and create this big shadow over everything that he touches. And I don't think, I don't think he's good enough for people to tolerate it anymore. No, he's not. And and honestly, Eric Ten Hag has played this, this situation brilliantly all season. Like for someone who isn't famed for his interpersonal skills necessarily, or at least they're not kind of what people consider to be his best qualities. He's done brilliantly. Like he's given Ronaldo just enough rope to hang himself and honestly he will be absolutely delighted with this interview because this means he can finally go great i've got everything i need to never play you again to kick you out of the squad to say we are completely done and if it's anything less than that i'll be very surprised but ronaldo was captain last week this is why he sounds so fucking stupid like they've given him chances to be involved and to like make peace with the situation and as you said he absolutely refuses to do so and 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 I, and I want to add that in this interview, right? He says that the the people at Manchester United want me gone, and they're trying to push me out the club, which is hilarious considering he put out a transfer request before anyone said anything, <laughs> before Ted Hockett even like walked foot in the door. He put out a transfer request saying that he wants out, right? So this idea that you were being pushed out by the club doesn't make sense because you tried to walk out on the club. But yeah, but Bernie, he is, joined, and the chef was the same, so. Yeah, although he thought that was a great thing. Like, also, <laughs> like the club has leaked that no, they're actually like many different chefs. <laughs> so, like, it's 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 so interesting because some of it, what he said is true. And like as I as I highlighted in the beginning, but even remember last season when Solskjaer dropped him or put him on the bench for the Everton game, and there was this whole Ferrari, even Ferguson, and like remember the UFC fighter were like, "What is all this?" And like everyone just like. Har- like harassed him for doing that, and it was so. Like, he, I'm saying, so my point is that people protected him last season. So the idea that people wanted him gone makes no sense because he was protected by everyone. And then he didn't show up for preseason. He left the game, a preseason game at halftime. The last preseason game, he left at halftime after not even showing up for preseason. He didn't come on the bench, uh, off the bench at uh, what was it, Tottenham, whatever else. 
Like, what does he? What, what more does someone want? These are things that someone could easily have been fined, uh, thrown out out of the team for a couple of weeks, or even sacked completely for. And he's making. A, he's saying that like they're trying to push me out. It's not as if he's Messi who did nothing wrong. And Barca said, "Sorry, bro. Like we can't give you your money. Please, go, please leave." They they actually sucked your dick, unfortunately, for a very long time. Like, this is literally what it was. <laughs> Bernie is so <laughs> like, like, I, I can't, I can't fathom it. And then he goes, Rooney is ugly, effectively, which is true. Again, I'm, I, he's not saying things that aren't true, but if you actually not, read the not criticism... not really necessary to bring up, is it? Not relevant, exactly. yeah. And, like, if you actually listen to what Rooney said about him, he said all this... Rooney actually said, he's had a better career than me. <laughs> He said he's a better player, a better career than me. It's awesome. All but, mate, it's not, you're not it anymore. All I can imagine is some sort of a comedy skit where Rooney's sitting there watching the interview, and then out of nowhere he hears that sentence. He just looks around going like, what, what just happened? How did, how did I come about? Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that's a court case. Now this. Just everyone leave me alone. Have you yeah. seen that 50-second clip where he's like, what do you say fuck me for? Like, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I, I I I couldn't believe it. It's just, and but the thing it, with Ten yeah. Hag, like, come on, man, who do you think you are, mate? That he doesn't respect you, so you don't respect him. Who are you, honestly, prick? It's also like, I'm not surprised given the company he now seems to be keeping. I mean, he's always been, you know, an idiot, but he's doing meetings with Jordan Peterson. He's getting in- interviewed by Piers Morgan. He'll probably show up with like Netanyahu in a couple of weeks. Like th- this is the kind of company he's keeping. It's it's embarrassing. It's incel culture. And and yeah. most of the people who support him are a bunch of fucking incels. Like if, if we're being honest, it's, it's just unbelievable how this is allowed. I, I don't understand. And all these people are doing his iconic celebration. Like, He's just a big bitch, and I and I I I've said this for I think I've been saying this every pod for like a year. <laughs> right, here's what's gonna happen: Elon Musk is gonna decide to get involved. He'll start a new club called you know Tesla FC. Ronaldo will play for them. Piers Morgan will manage it, and yeah, for some reason, well, because, because Ronaldo will be, be running well. on Ronaldo will be running on batteries by then. <laughs> <laughs> it'll work it'll work but yeah i mean whatever at the end of the day like it's just another saga that it, like it's not really interesting like i don't think I, I know there's still some fanboys out there that really care about what ronaldo does and what happens but he's i would say he's losing some of that support as well like it's just becoming ridiculous like it's hard to defend even for the for his strongest supporters and a lot of people out there saying look everything he did for united everything he did for this everything he did for that but like at the end of the day you know you get paid for it. This is what you're doing. It doesn't mean that you get to ruin two to three seasons of the club just because of everything you gave them in the past. Like, it doesn't work like that. So, wanna, just, to, just to add one thing onto that point, right? The people who are saying that Rooney's a greater legend, a lot of them are being reactive, but a lot of them are being factual at the same time. Because you look at the top scorer, look at the guy who stayed and did all this stuff, even won league titles when Ronaldo left, all this stuff, right? And you look at it and you go, it might be in your head you know that Ronaldo is top five, whatever you want to say, right? Greatest players to ever play the game. But which club, which club's fans in their heart are going to say that Ronaldo is the best that we ever had? Even Real Madrid fans are going to say Benzema at this point. Like, because of the way he left and him and Frontino don't get along and all that jazz, right? United fans, for the most part, are going to have Rooney as the best ever. 
And I feel like this guy had an opportunity here where Messi is the greatest. But you could walk into Man United and Real Madrid and be the most beloved player in both of the two biggest clubs in the world, and you just shot on that. Like, what kind of hopeless human being are you? Well, because you're doing it for yourself and you're doing it for the wrong reasons, right? That's that's pretty much what it is. You're just doing it for the wrong reasons. And yeah, you know that you know that that famous saying of like, play for the for the na- for the badge in the front, they'll remember the name in the back. I don't think he kind of. I don't think that's how he operates. He's like, I'm bigger than any club I'm at, and unfortunately, like that only works when you've got the talent to back it up. And they, you know, people will, will keep up with you if you're winning them three, four Champions Leagues in a row, like like what happened with Madrid. But now you just don't have that credit in the bank to carry you, kind of, if you continue behaving this way. Yep. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Sorry, I've just realized one other person who's going to work for uh, that <laughs> football team. Um, Kanye will have some sort of role. Yeah, yeah, that's important. I think. Yeah. I think. I think Donald will be a sporting director. <laughs> <laughs> the opposition have a free kick. What do we do? Stop the count. <laughs> Build a wall. Yeah, all that. I suppose. Yeah, depends what the score is. Right. Enough of the love of that bollocks and the incels. Uh, let's talk about something that matters. The best eleven in the Premier League this year. Um, we have. Well, we have uh, the Guardians version. Do we want that? Do we want to start with yeah. that and see how we go, or do we want to start from nothing? I think Let, it's easier to. I think it's easier to base it off something. So because yeah, you forget right. stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll read them out and then we can agree. I already so hate in goal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in goal they've got Kepa Aritha Balaga. Wow. No, no. I'm sorry. No, no. no. I mean, I'd probably go Pope there. I. I'd... Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, Cooper well, Allison, surely. Why uh, Allison? He's just been brilliant, even though Liverpool have been shit. Like he's, I don't even have Ramsdale over there. Like to be honest, like so. Yeah, but I, Arsenal I don't... don't do any defending because the ball's never in their half. Yeah, the exactly. That's what goalkeepers are for these days. So Pope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. At least made some saves, right? Um, okay. Sorry. Uh, left back, Stupinan. Why? Bit of, a, bit of a hipster choice, but he's been very good. I can't, I can't, I can't watch. I don't, I don't, I've not watched one, one game where I noticed Stupinan anyway, so I'm like, whatever. I, I think, I think, I think, um, <sighs> Cancelo obviously comes to mind, but he's not, you know, he's not had a flawless season. I think he still had an okay season though. Um, he's got more FPL points. Definitely Cancelo. Oh, for sure. Yeah, obviously. So uh, who, are the other, who are the alternatives? You know, who, like, you know, does Perot play left back at Southampton? He's very good. I like him. I thought he's having a good season in a really bad team. I agree, but not enough people will know who he is. Who he is. Right. They don't um, know Stepanan anyway, so like we okay. we can have our pick if that's what Just you want. Don't project. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Luke Shaw in the conversation? No, yeah, like he's had a good season, like, but he's not the best. No. Like fifty percent right. of the season would be there, the other fifty percent wouldn't. So all right, Look, can we go mainstream and say it's Jao Cancelo? Sure. sure. All right. Uh, Centre back, one of them, uh, Little Martinez. That's what the L stands for. I, I, I'm I'm okay with that. <sighs> I think I don't know. I think it's a big name choice here. I think there's been better. I think Botman. I think Shaw. Very good. I think yeah. I I don't know. I. Like I think Martinez has been good, but I don't think he's been the best in the league in his position. I don't think those guys are better because I think you have to 
I factor in the he's and I was one of them. He's a five foot eight or whatever. I can't do anything, but he is winning more aerial duels than anybody. In actual fact, it and is he, mad. He's good on the ball. Like to be five foot eight or whatever and win that many aerial duels. Like I'm sorry. Like I, I you got to get in my team because that's unbelievable and ridiculous. Is there and, a compilation of this, by the way, of him winning aerial duels? Unless I haven't seen one, but it needs to. It needs to happen. He might be doing a Liz Trust curtsy to win them and not actually jumping. <laughs> like that, that's very possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, w- I would probably still go with like a Newcastle center back, one of them, or I would go. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not so super sold the, on this. Here's the thing: Newcastle have the best defense in the league, I think, right? Something like that. And so we have to give them one of them, surely. So that's I think wait, can can we skip to right back for a sec? Sure. Yes, trips. Hands it's trippy, right? Okay, yeah. so we've done that. So now we've freed up uh, the middle of the You also got goalkeeper too, one by the sec, way. This whole trippy thing, like he's had a good season, sure, but this team has Ben White and, and he can make a big claim for himself. We can put him at centre-back if you want. No, we can't because he hasn't played there. No, Honestly, yeah. it is, like Ben White's been great, but tri- Trippier has been a next level. This All right, season. I, fine. I have one question. Does ben, how many, and this is, I don't know, how many assists does Ben White have? Not many. Well, he, he, he doesn't, he's not asked to play that way in the team. But he's, again, it's one of those where like him and Tomiyasu and those people, like it's like you got to watch 90 minutes. You're not going to get it from stats or FPL points. You're going to, you just have sure. to really, yeah. Uh, fine. But if Trippier, we want on the left on the left wing, then we're going Trippier because of stats oh, and free here, kicks and oh, assists. So I saw Bernie's doing his thing where he's now actually building a real team like he always does. He goes, oh, but we got to balance Cancelo on the right hand side. <laughs> <laughs> we not need an day. inverted fullback. Fine, I'm okay um, with Trippier. I like him. I'm okay with that. Okay. All right, centre backs. Look, one of them is Saliba. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alex, I mean, Alex, you watch all of our games. I know Saliba is the pretty looking one. I think oh, Gabriel does the hard work, man. I think Gabriel does... does the real defending. He's he so does... they both good. do real defending. He just makes it look more. A, he makes yes. it look more difficult. Yes. Uh, but B, because he's less graceful. But he does get through a lot of work. But he's also a liability. Like Saliba, Saliba just. I know, but and it used to be worse, but he's still a liability. It's just the interceptions, the headers, the this, the tackles, it's all Gabriel. Saliba just looks graceful. Mm-mm. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-mm. I've seen I've seen Saliba. Like Saliba is listen, and I I'm I, I hate praising you people, but when they're making jokes on Twitter about how you play the man onside and then still beat him, <laughs> they're not making statements like that about Gabriel. They're not. No. Like, so, so let's yeah. calm down. Let's just go with Saliba, what everyone knows. But Saliba <laughs> I, has the marketing around him. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because he, he he's come in as anyone and killed it while Gabriel's marketing, like, he's been a good defender this season, sure. But a lot of his marketing is nonsense of him doing nonsense. So like, Saliba doesn't have the nonsense. So why are we even talking about Gabriel? I, I also just want to, you know, not, not to compare him with uh, one of the greats of world football at the age of 21, but Paolo Maldini never looked like he'd done a day's work. Like, he just strolled around. He took the ball off you. He was in the right place at the right time. He never made a slide tackle or, like, very rarely. It's the you Van Dijk like... syndrome. I, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Okay. All right. I'm just yeah. saying, like, when I watch every single Arsenal minute, I I, I get the difference between them. And I, if I'm picking, like, a rugged, rugged defender, it, it, for me, it's Gabriel. But I, I get why Saliba is incredible. I love him, obviously. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So the back, the back five is Pope, Trippier, Saliba, Martinez, just because right. he's somehow winning headers. And What's Kensal? the formation on that thing. Here we go. On this four, one, three, it's three. four, three, one, two. Actually. Oh, okay, okay, all right. 
Uh, right, central midfield, they've got, well, midfield, they've got Almiron. Sure. Odia. I'm going to go, uh, like, I, I, I was hoping we'd go, like, 4-3-3, like, how everybody plays with the two okay, wingers. Okay, fine. Because you're going to put fine. Holland in the center, and then you're going to pick two wingers. Like, oh, wait, right. wait, but we're, we're doing their team and telling you who we're going to put in. The, in <laughs> yeah, yeah, but these, but these guys already messed up a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, like got... pick three people who can play centrally-ish in midfield. Okay, are There's... we just saying we're gonna pick now instead of instead of their thing? Is that, is that what that No, they've got oh, they've got Odegaard and Bruno Gimaraes. Like that's two right there. I, I don't I don't agree with that at all. I don't like really? not not the Odegaard part. Odegaard, I'm fine with. I don't I don't agree with the Bruno Gimaraes at all. Ooh. And and this this will surprise you because I think you have to go potentially Thomas Partey over Gimaraes. No, nope. like he's what, he's held it, he's held it down himself. Too. Like like you're playing four three three right now, break. right? <laughs> No, I know. Sorry, Alex. I know. I know. But I'm just saying, like, uh, in in footballing respects, right? Yeah. And then, like, there. I mean, are we gonna say Kevin De Bruyne is not gonna be in here? Like, well, is he playing? At a... And Odegaard is in there, so we're saying De Bruyne isn't. Like, like Gimaresh over those two alone says to me that's. You've also got Madison. Madison with his yeah, I'd have him over Gimaresh yeah. as well. This is. You've also fair. you've also got Shaka who's playing an unbelievable season. No, that's that's where I draw the line. I, I, I should draw the line aparte. To be very honest, I should have. <laughs> I draw Rodri, Rodri has also been phenomenal. Well, yeah, I think City and Arsenal's midfields have been almost perfect. Like you could pick. Ben could pick yeah, Bentancur has had a great season. To be fair, there's a lot. Of yeah, but we're contractually obligated not to include Bentancur in there. Spurs players, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's tough. It's tough. You've got Joe Linton, mate. You've got a lot of options. <laughs> He's in that list. I think I'm I saw just, his name. I'm just saying, <laughs> you've, you've got a lot of options. You really do. Right, look, De Bruyne has got to be there. I think Odegaard has to be there. Uh, Alex, Alex, like footballing-wise, I think Party's been carrying a midfield on his own for like a third of a season. It's unbelievable the difference Arsenal look when he plays and when he doesn't play. And he plays a, a clear single pivot. Clear single yeah. pivot. It is true. It's crazy. It's crazy if, the work he does. If you really, if he really hurts you that like that badly, and and fair enough, it, it should. They go Rodri, De Bruyne, and Odegaard. There's no way Rodri's making this team over party this season. There's no chance. Yeah, no but chance. like we we also care about how you are as a human being. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna say party with Rodri in brackets next to him as a substitute, okay. as a oh. moral substitute. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That would be a solution to a lot of things. All right. Front front three. Almiron. Um, yep. Holland, and we've got one spot. I'm sorry, hold on. Hold on. As much as I know, I love how Amran played this season. Just the, the words, Amran in a front three with Holland. It's killing me. It's, it's killing me. I, I get it. It's hurting my soul. I would, I, I would add to those two, I would add, I know it doesn't work in the three up front, but I would add Tony. I think Tony's having an unbelievable season for Brentford. So the, so the question becomes, is Tony's impact bigger than Almiron's? And I would say yes. No. No. Yeah. Well, I would say I'm not here for the story. I get it. I'm not here for the Jack Grealish and Almiron story. Like, T- what Tony is Tony's doing, doing this. Mad. Tony's been doing this. He's been their focal point for a couple of seasons. Almiron burst onto the scene this season out of nowhere. Like, like he's taking it to a whole new level. He's their attacking output. I know Callum Wilson is there too, but when you look at 
the other side, there's nobody. So Almiron and Callum Wilson, and they've got like Joe Linton and Bruno and whatever. Like, nah, man, he's been a whole other level. I mean, if he's not going to make it based on this performance, then he should just retire. I mean, like if Anthony, <laughs> if Anthony, if Anthony was doing what Almiron was doing right now, it would be unbearable by United fans. Let's just put it in that context. Uh, what, what what are his stats again? Tell me. Like, it doesn't like, matter. It doesn't matter. No, no, he lost him play. It doesn't matter. He scored. He scored four four goals in a row in the last four games. What more do you want? Like what well, more like because I'm trying to in my head. I'm thinking like, isn't Tony the second or third top scorer in the whole league? Okay, and then, I told you, Tony's fantastic. Yeah, and then we're not going to give Mitrovic. Well, no, no, Mitrovic's not enough. Four three three of lumps. Okay, I don't care. No, no, not, not Mitrovic, not Mitrovic, no. He's doing his role, but he's not, like, setting it alight or anything, no. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, okay. I also think okay. Trossard needs a, a shout. I was I was going to say Trossard, um, but for the injury, I, I, Kulosevsky would be in the conversation. But Trossard, Trossard honestly deserves a shout. And I, honestly, Bernie, Bernie wants stats? Fine, put Darwin Nunez. He's got a million goals. You, you know, know, I'm good with Almiron. I'm very good. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think who else. Like, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, what about, okay, some some special mentions. Anybody that, like, we've really missed out on here? Uh, Madison, wait. we talked about. Rodrigo. Madison Mart- is tough. That guy's been amazing. Foden, Rodrigo. Martinelli. Martinelli, yeah, I mean. I'll I'll give you I'll, okay I'll give you a front three and me of Martinelli, Almiron and Holland. No, no, I don't think Martinelli makes it into that team. Yeah, just from I an just aesthetic, from an aesthetic perspective, yes, it makes sense that he's a winger, but not a team of the season kind of. No, no, I would I would say it's definitely definitely Holland and Almiron for me, and then the third is a bit of a toss up between like a Trossard, a Tony. Uh, like, I think I want to give it to Trossard, man. Like for a team that that struggled to score goals for years, uh, it's just doing so well. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, Almiron eight goals this season. Oh boy. Does Wolf have a shout? No, he, he started hot, but no. Hmm. Well, okay, and like you want to talk about stats? I mean, you've got Salah on six, on six goals. <laughs> wait, wait, what? It like, hold on, Alex, Alex, sorry, Alex. Mm. We can't put Trossard over Madison. We can because we need a wide player. Just stick him on the left, like England would do. Fine, anyway. fine, James Madison. Yeah, right, we're good. Okay. Yeah, um, Madison and Ma- Madison and Tony can fight it out. I think that's a fair one this season. All right. Well, Madison won that battle. For talking about the England squad. Well, yeah, so. but Madison Madison wasn't losing on purpose because he was betting on his own team. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, because so it's Madison with Tony in brackets. Because or yeah, Tony yeah, yeah. with Madison. No, no, right Tony with Madison in brackets because oh, okay. the, the good person is in the brackets. Yeah, we got um, one moral side. But also, one... but also, Alex, like this is a problem with your whole British culture. Like Tony was gonna get a call up to the World Cup, and then the mm-hmm. Daily Star, the racist, the Sun, that this, the, they dug up something from like years ago and put it out just as Southgate was about to like announce his name. Like Southgate was about to go Tony, and then they released the article. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, that's shameful. I mean, it is shameful, and it is what they do. On the other hand, it's not as if Tony hasn't lobbed them a lot of opportunities over the last it few did. years. It Every did. time he gets on social media, slags off his own team. Like, it's not difficult. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm surprised. I'm honestly very surprised the Brentford fans still like him. But I suppose when you're the only person that scores any goals. Yeah, that'll leverage. Um, right. Best signing of the season so far. Best signing of the season so far. I have a hot take on this one. I can't remember who was like. All right, go for it. Let's let's get the juices flowing. Zhao Palinia. Uh, I, I, I'm already sold. Yeah, done. Love him. Love him. He's Unbelievable. so good. Unbelievable. I, I saw him play a few games. I remember beginning of the season, I think Mohamed was harping on him. I was like, okay. First game. It was the first game yeah, Fulham played. For some reason, it, I watched it you? because... Yeah, yeah, it was me because I watched... like I, no, First game of the season, I watched every... No, no, it wasn't. But first game of the season, <laughs> I watched every single game to like catch up on everybody, like where the teams are. And Paulinho stood out like a sore thumb. Unbelievably good. I've, yes. I think he's been amazing. And even in the game against United this weekend, I was like, fucking hell. Yeah. Like, this guy was everywhere, and he was incredible. I was going to give him a round of applause myself. <laughs> like, all at the stadium, I was giving him, like, the Ronaldinho, like, like thing that they did. The ovation. Um, yeah, like, he was he was incredible. Simply incredible. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, who else? Because obviously we're forgetting people. It's hard to remember these things. I'm not good at this kind of thing. Is, is this the, because Holland is obvious, we don't mention him? Oh, kind of thing? right. Of course. I mean, it's well, a I mean, bit easy. Obvious, yeah. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I think Nick probably comes into the conversation again. It's boring, but, you know. I think Ericsson to some degree because he was free and yeah. the fact that he's alive. Um, I would, yeah. I would yeah. say, I would say just Arsenal pulling off the Jesus thing and like really plugging a big hole in their team is a good signing. Whether Jesus has lit it up or not, but like just as mm-hmm. a, as an integral signing, I think that was the missing piece in our puzzle. I would say, if you look at Saliba as like a person coming out alone, again, another big plug in the in the team that was required. You know, just yeah, I think that's fair. A couple of thoughts, yeah. I oh, I'd add um, just Fulham. I think in general as a club, they did a lot better in the market than they did last time they came in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Andreas Pereira has been very very good. I think yeah. compared Good compared show. to what what I thought he was, you know what we called him preseason Pirlo at United. Um... Like he, I think he's been consistent and he's been pretty good this season. That's, that's a good show. Yeah. I think Forrest getting Henderson as well was a great move for them. He saved them a lot of points. He's had a fantastic season so far. Yep. That's fair. Yep. Um, and honorary mention to Leicester, congratulations for getting one signing done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> worst signing. This is more fun than best signing. And Mo, you've kind of ruined one of my answers uh, by bringing yep. up Dean Henderson because I was just going to say everyone that Nottingham Forest bought. But, yeah. Well, sure, accept him. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Before we move on to our settings, Alex, you know who was a really good signing? Looked like a really good signing so far? Go on. William. <laughs> He's been brilliant. He's been great. He killed it, United. It, it's <laughs> very annoying because Malasia was like, get this fucking guy away from me. <laughs> William got chased out of two clubs by the fan bases and he found a new. a new. <laughs> He's playing well. He, like, he, he looks slim. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Who else? Okay, so back to worst signing. Who's been like horrendous? Who's basically every Chelsea nothing? signing? Kukurea. Oh, 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 Koulibaly has been nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Just bad. Aubameyang. Oh, oh yeah, Aubameyang, Kukurella. You're right. Yeah. I mean, Sterling's not been good. No. 
Yeah, basically, Chelsea have been bad, so every one of them looks terrible. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Mello. Does that even count? Ooh, I, don't think, I don't think he's real. I don't Liverpool. think he's a real person. Oh, that for like a week? Is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's still there. He'll he's be there. there. Like, yeah. Oh, I thought they like tried to send him back. They no, did, they... but it didn't stick. I could have. Cla- su- it didn't stick, and Klopp was like, "We're not. We weren't trying to sell him. Sure, bro. We're trying to send him back. Sure, bro." <laughs> they did that. They Liverpool. Liverpool have a bit of history there. They did that with was it Aquilani or something? They did that with someone like a couple of years ago, where Aquilani maybe they signed him in midfield and like barely touched the ball. I think so. Yeah. Something like that. I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna include even though he was last season, just because the fee is so high, it spills over into the season in my mind. Really, <laughs> he's still the like in the in this conversation. Mm. Yeah, they're still paying the, the so he, he counts. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to slag him off for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ghana gay. Yeah, but like, are you expecting much? Like no, I suppose yeah. not. Um. Oh, on honorable mention to a player who played he's playing well this season, Iwobi. Yes. Not a signing, Shocking. but yeah. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. Back to our very first category. Just so <laughs> like Yeah. I just remembered yeah. when he said everything. Yeah, very shocking enough. stuff. Yeah. Um oh, so I'm just looking at the Premier League list. Just makes for brilliant radio. Well, if Kevin Phillips is injured all season, is that a brilliant signing? Who? It just doesn't matter, does it? Tilo Pera has been absolutely horrendous. Um, there's another guy that West Ham signed. Oh my god! Oh, there's a lot that West Ham signed that are, that are having worked out. No, Sk- Skamaka's getting yeah. there slowly. Oh god! I forget. No, he's not. Another... He touched the ball. Paqueta? No, I think he's. he's... Okay. You know, what? forget it. I, I don't remember them. Flynn um... Downs, who sounds like a fabric softener. That Somerville guy's been good, eh? Like at least the last couple of days. <laughs> right. He looked so bad for a few weeks, and then suddenly he started scoring goals. Hang on, I just I tweeted this earlier, but I just want to find it again because his full name is absolutely unbelievable. Hang on. Oh, for God's sake! Think... Not Somerville Health Team. <laughs> uh, yeah, Darwin Nunez has is was close to making this list, but he picked it up recently. If this was done a month ago, he'd be in it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, uh, Crescencio, Gilbert, Silverio, Chiro, Somerville. Well done, well done. Yeah, like his parents him. knew he was going somewhere. Yeah, that's a name you got to live up to. Yeah. Wild. Uh, is that it? Yeah, I think uh, yeah. that's it. All yeah. right, cool. Um, We'll do a couple of questions, um, maybe, maybe a little jingle, a couple of questions, and then we'll get into the Premier League. Uh, who wants to do the jingle? Uh, like I'll jingle, do the jingle. Is it jingle time right now? Yeah. All I heard was, there's Burkamp, there's Burkamp! Throwback. And we're back. Uh, we've got two questions. Um, one of them comes in from um, Colin Crawford, at Colin Crawford, without all the vowels on Twitter. Uh, best football manager saves. Um, Bernie, you haven't been playing it. Mohanad and I have been playing it a bit. Mo, tell us your story. Football manager? Mm. So my story is that I obviously start with Arsenal, as I always do. And they, they so this is what they do. Arsenal... No, Mo, they sack you or not? <laughs> 
<laughs> trying to give us the context. I'm just saying, they get a new manager, and all of a sudden, it's like every single Arsenal player has zero familiarity with the with the formation. It's like they just came off the street into the onto the into the club. So it's horrendously frustrating. I start mm-hmm. off very bad, and then I go on like this 12 game winning streak. They give me they give me an ultimatum. I need to get 10 points out of five games. Like, are you insane? I'm struggling here. I do. I get the points that I need to get. And then I go on this unbelievable tear. I go from 18th in the table to 6th. And then they sack me. They just sack wow. me because I didn't make top 4. It's a harsh industry. Yeah, I know. And then I, I went on uh, I went on break for a bit. And now I'm manager of Southampton. So, you know. Very good. How's that going? <laughs> it's, uh, it's going unbelievably. I signed Iwobi. How much? How much? Like nine million. All right. I signed. Um, who did I tell you? Oh, I signed Cole Palmer, Palmer on loan. A bit of Fair flair, enough. you know, twenty-year-old flair. Right. And I signed a striker. No, sorry, I signed some guy, Kost Kasic or Vlasic. Vlasic. I don't even oh, know yeah. where he came from. Like, uh, no idea. The West Ham left wing. Yeah, that's the West Ham dude, right? Yeah. So you know, we'll see how it goes. We're uh, we're we're lingering in uh, in eighteen. <laughs> Back to where you came from. Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. Yeah, I told them the um, Arsenal thing wasn't my fault, and they hired me. <laughs> uh, very Ronaldo of you. And then um, I think I, I think that, I think uh, sorry I think like as I was Southampton manager, I think like some big job, like a Chelsea job, became available, and I applied, and they didn't even give me an interview. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, my game, damn it. Exactly. I paid for this. <laughs> you get paid to be abused. Uh, it's very funny. Um, I haven't really played that much yet, but I've I've got tentative leagues going with um, Norwich, Arsenal, and Roma. <laughs> but I haven't really got far enough in any of them to really tell you much. I was like, yeah. you'll play all of them, see which one goes best, and then that becomes your story. Probably. <laughs> To be which, honest. which are you enjoying the most? I always enjoy Norwich. I didn't really realize how weird Roma's squad is. I expected it to be pretty good after they gave Mourinho like 100 million to spend, and it's not. I shouldn't really be surprised. I, I bet Zaniolo's a beast, though. He's injured, obviously. Oh. <laughs> Tammy's Beautiful. a bit of a beast, and Dybala's fun. But, yeah, it's, it's very unbalanced. Um and then, uh, Nor- Nor- honestly, if, if Colin, like, if, if the question is, like, what's most fun, I always find Norwich really fun. Well, basically, the ones that I find more fun are the ones where, like, you have, you, you need to do a lot more to get the team that you want. Because, at least for me, if you do, like, two transfer windows and then you have the team that you want, it's kind of done. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, no, I enjoy, I I enjoy the good run-up. team where I plug, like, two major holes and I move on with my life. So that's what I enjoy. <laughs> that's really interesting because when when I play football manager, I get very restless and I need to change the team every like two years. Like I go nuts and I'm like, I come in, I do an overhaul because Alex knows I love a fire sale. Mm-hmm. I do an overhaul of the team. After two years, I do another overhaul of the team again. Like I can't sit still with that team and not change it. This, this is why I don't really understand why people are so obsessed with Wonder Kids. Like I, I know. It, I, I understand the appeal at the beginning, but then if your whole team is 21, then you just have to leave it until they're all like 28, and that's not fun. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, um, the other question is actually kind of about the Premier League, so we'll we'll do it once we get into the into the game. So why don't we start with Fulham one, Manchester United two? Sorry, Bernie, go on. No, I was gonna say that like I had to run, but now that you brought up United, I'll say that and then say my piece. Do your thing. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I don't know what happened? <laughs> oh, you're prompting me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you told me to leave. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, yeah, off you pop. No, um, I mean, from what I saw of the game, which was mostly second half, Fulham were a lot better than Man United and got kind of robbed at the end. But I know that the first half was not the same. First, it was a game of two halves, Clive. Uh, first half, United dominated it at least for 35 minutes uh moving it around oh pressing, wow that's all, impressive i know right it, for us it's very <laughs> uh they looked very coordinated martial and bruno and rashford it looked like it was supposed to look very <laughs> better better without ronaldo kind of thing um missed a lot of chances ericsson could have had a brace but there's an alternate there's an account called austin alternative mufc where they were like, I just got resurrected. I can't score two. <laughs> when he missed Jesus. the second, which was, which was a sitter. Um, and then after that, Fulham man, Paulinha, like, like, he woke up. And he owned the midfield. Nothing got past him. Broke up everything. Pushed them forward. They were just brilliant. And they finished very, very badly. And United robbed them at the end, in my opinion, with Garnacho, you know, young talent. I... I've been telling everyone who will listen to me United that he's the next sort of Greenwood kind of kind of profile of player. But the goal that he scored, I want people to watch the Fulham defender because that guy switched off and should probably be fine two oh, weeks wages. What's his name? He's actually bad. Oh. Was it Dirk or Dover Reed? Or? Yeah. Yeah, it was. That was horrible. No, but also, I think that was horrible. I think, Bernie, you could see that he was just dead on his feet, too. Like, mm-hmm. he could not keep up with this buzzing, whatever, 19-year-old that just came on full of energy. Like, unfortunately, like, it was so last minute, and he's been going up and down the field that I could tell that he just ha- did not have the energy to turn around and, and you know, follow up on And, you know, when you've got Ronaldinho Garnacho running at you, <laughs> you know, what are you, you going to do? You just, you just give up. And you, to be fair, I also thought Bern Leno could have, like, saved it. It, I don't know if he... I mean, he's bad, so I don't expect to save things like that. But um, I thought it was beyond him. It was just... It was I, a good I, left foot finish, yeah. I just can't get past Deckard over Reed. I think even if you're on one leg, <laughs> like the gap that Garnacho made up is is just sackable to me. And yeah, pity for them, because I think Fulham played really, really well. And um, more importantly, than United getting the three points, what's his name? Silva. Marco Silva has finally escaped the clutches of the fraud um, uh, allegations. I think he's safely in the middle zone of, you're just average, brother. <laughs> I, I think I would also go ahead probably on. right. I was going to say the second season's always harder, so we might want to give it a year, but you're probably right, <laughs> to, be, to be fair to the guy. I was I was also gonna say that I think watching this game like I was watching it think like I was I was devastated with that final goal I'll be I'll tell you but obviously watch watching this game I thought if Mitrovic was on this field in that second half it would have been a bloodbath it would have been an absolute bloodbath like no Mitrovic really yeah. helped United's cause this game mm-hmm. I mean Car- Carlos Vinicius is a very funny character uh, unbelievable. Uh, I, like, I, 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 I watched the goal game. He didn't do a single thing right. Literally, didn't do no, a single thing right. Nothing. 
not, not a single pass, not a single chest, not a single header, not a single link-up play. He literally might as well have not been there. It was. It got to the point where I was just watching him being bad. He was like the top scorer in Portuguese league a couple of seasons ago. It just shows well, you. Uh, you know who's the MVP the of the Portuguese league as well right now? Who? Do you know who it is? Actually, a it's a Benfica player. It's the uh, yeah, it's a it's a Liverpool defender. Um, who is the guy? This? The guy they sold. Um, come on. I have no idea who you're talking about. Seriously, I'm 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 googling it. The guy, Martin the guy, Skirtle. the captain. Is he not in the Portuguese league? Steven Gerrard. Who? Okay, I'll find it. You guys talk. I'll find it. It's Sammy Hippier. Yeah. I'll find it. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, that, that's my cue. I'm done. Uh, All right, man. Yeah. Fair enough. Happy birthday. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, man. All right, Mo, have you found out who that is yet? <laughs> I, I think he's in Portugal. He He was a Liverpool defender. Yeah, and he's now like the best player in that league. He won the MVP of that league. Maybe it's not the Portuguese league, but Coates. There we oh, go. Oh, Sebastian Coates. Yeah, he yes. plays for Sporting. There we go, Sporting. He's won the MVP of the league. Like after he left, you know. So comparable. <laughs> Very funny. Um, Arsenal two, Wolverhampton Wanderers nil. Um, there's always a period in Arsenal games where it looks a bit dodgy, um, but more often than not. They come out on top. And that's kind of what happened again here. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think um, I was very happy with, with this performance, obviously. like It was one of those where it's like, just get the three points. Um, I think the first half was as hard as most away Premier League games are going to be all season. Um, and then you kind of just got to ride it out kind of settle into the game and then your your quality will shine through and i think that's kind of what happened in the second half um wolves had their kind of defensive solidity their organization their whatever they wanted to do for 45 minutes and then eventually it was always going to break down i think shaka's sickness or illness or whatever in the first seven minutes didn't help because he's a big part of the team especially when you've got like a fabio Vieira coming in still very young still new to the league he eventually came yeah. he, i don't think he had a great game but he eventually came through with that assist that kind of opened up the entire game but yeah, I think Arsenal are just solid enough to ride this kind of tough away game out and then get their goal. Yeah, I think I think that's right. And and it was also important for Odegaard, I think, to do that. It's something that I've been thinking about lately in terms of like when you look at leaders on a team, and especially for Odegaard, you know, I, I think he gets a lot of respect naturally because he's clearly the right kind of character. But also as a 23-year-old captain, like, you have to go and do the things that you're asking other people to do. Um, and as an attacking player, like one of the things that you could have accused him of last year, you know, or previously in his career is not scoring enough goals. Um, so I think that was important. Um, well, he's Arsenal's, was... he's Arsenal's top scorer in the league. Really? Actually, yeah. I didn't realize. That's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah, like they just something. stopped scoring. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> someone needs to. Um, Wolves are really funny, man. Like the game plan here... And it's completely understandable because they don't have any strikers. But the game plan was to get the ball to Adama Traore and for him and Guedes to like magic something up. And Adama is just hilarious. Yep. Like he's just hilarious. If he had 10% more football IQ or ability to actually finish any kind of move off, even with the right pass, he would be devastating. Like absolutely devastating. Oh, 100%. I think the way I even look at it is the opposite. I think it's just his physicality is wasted. If if other players had 10% of his physicality, other players yeah. that are just maybe just technical, 
like let's say I don't know, random example. Let's say Ziyech, Mares. Yeah. Given ten percent of what Adama has from a physical perspective, they would tear <laughs> the league apart. It's true. You know what I mean? Like it's wasted on him because, like what you said, he cannot finish at the end of it. And to be fair, there's also a factor of him just being absolutely exhausted from running the entire field yeah. and then needing to like compose himself and finish. Yeah. But but like you gotta get better at it. Like you got the time to work on this and just like really make it happen, or else what's the point? He's what, like twenty seven at this point? Yeah. I I would suggest a little switch to rugby or something else. Just to make the most use of that unbelievable. But then he's not the- He's not the best player anymore. He still might be, though. (laughs) He's so fast. Anyway, uh, Lopetegui was in the stadium, I think, but he was not managing them. Uh, So we'll see what he can do. Um, But they still need someone that's going to score some goals. They've only scored eight goals all season. So they're in real trouble there. Eight goals all season. Oh um, yeah, and you know they've only they've only conceded twenty two, which is not bad. But again, they're just not scoring. There's no point of trying to defend well if you're not going to score on the other end. Um, but yeah, overall, like Arsenal, we're just always gonna and there's all the extra motivation from Arsenal, obviously, to like go five yeah. points top of the table before um, the World Cup, and that was a huge motivation, especially I'm sure we'll get to it with City's result. But like Arsenal are just very they watching Arsenal has been not very stressful in the sense of like you believe they have enough in them to eventually pull this off. You don't mm-hmm. feel like there's that error in the past that was always lingering over there. There's enough depth in some areas, especially at the back, you know, Tomiasu's out, Zinchenko comes back, Zinchenko's out, Tyranny's playing well enough. Like there's areas obviously where we've got like our points of failure in the party in the Saka, etc. But like, Overall, we're just solid enough that you're not stressed when it's nil nil at halftime. You're like, it's okay. We'll we'll knock you know we'll knock it off on this door to to bring it down, kind of thing. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I I basically decided that. I mean, I haven't decided anything. the The second half of the season is so is such an unknown because of the World Cup, and it, it's genuinely one of the strangest seasons I think I've ever seen in my life, given the schedule and what have you. But I've seen enough of this team to know that they can win the league. Yes, um, bar bar things outside of their control, like injuries and that, whatever. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, Partey goes down for any significant period of time. Jesus goes down for any significant period of time. Like, there, there, are, there are certain players that I don't think they can do without. Um, but if that doesn't happen, like, they genuinely have a chance. And I think the people that haven't realized that yet are people that don't watch them every week. I and think that's, that's, and, that's basically and I th- where we're at. And I think that's where January comes in. I think sometimes your position and your performances up to January dictate what you do in that transfer window. I don't think sure. Arsenal are going into this season thinking we're going to make two unbelievable signings in January. You're just like, well, we're hoping to be kind of on the coattails of fourth. But now that this is happening, everybody in the league is shit bar City. Just by their standards, City are shit, which is crazy to say. You know, it's City's best start to the season ever. It's Spurs' best start to a season ever, and it's now and it's Arsenal's best start to a season ever. It's like wild. you know, it, it's it's wild. But now Arsenal have to think about this. They've got six weeks. Arteta to travel to LA or whatever, talk to Kroenke and be like, listen. Sometimes opportunities present themselves even when you haven't planned for them. Let's get a defensive midfielder and let's get a winger. And let's try and win a title because this might not come around again. Two things. Why does Arteta have to go to LA? They're the ones with the private jets. Well, I mean, I assume they pay for it, but like, what's why? Well, because they're all there. He's one person. (laughs) 
That's true. All right, fair enough. The second thing is one of those signings is going to have to be Mudrick because he's basically putting himself on a plane and flying himself to Ashburton Grove. I mean, if he's not doing it by his performances, yeah, he's got to do it by something else. Because <laughs> to be fair, he looks exciting. Like if Martinelli goes down and this guy's the replacement, I'm okay with it from what I've seen. Yeah, it's just funny. He's doing like a whole interview campaign. Every time you turn around, he's done another interview. It's very well, funny. Well, because he, he's smart. He realizes he got to strike while it's hot. Strike yeah. while it's hot. Get the move now. None of this end of season and then it boils over now. Yeah. I mean, he's also at Shakhtar and they're basically their home exactly. right now is a bus. Which exactly. you know is nothing to make light of, but genuinely, what a shit situation. So, anyway, uh, Brentford two, Manchester City one. Um, the result, obviously, all Arsenal fans were, were hoping for. Um, City have not looked good in recent weeks. Like to your point, they've really not looked good in recent weeks. They've been struggling. Obviously, Holland was out. He came back in. He kind of looked to me uh, like not back in the swing of things and they didn't you know what we were talking about like without him they have to do completely different things it didn't look like they'd worked that out really yeah no and i think you're right like i mean this is not their only struggle like against fulham i mean that was a soft-ish penalty there to just win in the game scrape the game at home to fulham um and then brentford like these are two teams that you would think you know it's a fantasy premier league wet dream kind of thing right um didn't happen I think, you know, uh, people obviously the headlines and we talk about the Haaland dependency and this and that. But, you know, you're starting to hear little murmurs here and there. We look, we saw the Gundogan uh, quotes about, you know, I, they asked him, well, you guys had a lot of chances. And he went, actually, I disagree. I don't think we had a lot of chances. I think we just lumped it into Haaland and he had three people around him. He literally said that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's some frustration. Because it was right after the game too, right? He didn't have time to kind of calm down and whatever. And the frustration just kind of boiled to the surface. And I think it's going to be interesting. Like, if they're struggling a little bit and they don't have a lot of other options, you look at their, you know, you've got a Grealish on one side that's not scoring goals at all. What's, he's not putting up any stats whatsoever. He's just recycling possession. You've mm-hmm. got Foden that is slightly stepping up from a stats perspective. And other than that, not really much else is happening. Like, KDB is trying, sure. But other than that, you know, Bernardo Silva not, is not contributing stats. Gundogan is this year is not contributing stats. Cancelo is not even contributing as much stats. Like, they've got either an Akanji or a Stones at right back for now because of the Walker thing. Like, it's, yeah, they're not playing very well. They're, they're getting the points here and there. But they're mm-hmm. not really playing that well. And I wonder what the effect of the World Cup will be on that, especially that they're still in the Carabao Cup. Um, they're going to come yeah. back and play a Carabao Cup game right after. Then if they make it through that game, I think they've got like two Just semifinal legs. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Of course, they have the squad, but it might disrupt them. It really might. But then, of course, they could also go and buy anyone in January for 50 million you know, on the 1st of January. Like, it, it, you just never know with them. I know they, they don't say that they plan to do anything, but, you know, they're always a bit coy about what they're going to do in the transfer market. I do think they need, like, a goal-scoring winger. I really do. Like, it, it's kind of mad that they do, they lack so many goals, as you said. Uh, but, yeah, we will see. Um, Spurs 4, Leeds 3. Absolutely bonkers game. Absolutely bonkers game. But on the other... So, you could call it unpredictable, but at the same time, it was quite predictable. Because you knew Spurs were going to go down at least one, because that's what they've been doing for, like, the last five or six weeks and then you knew they'd come back at some point i honestly it got to three two and i thought they'd had it um which was perhaps naive uh, it was like 76th minute or something yeah um 
But yeah, Bentoncourt has been doing this late goal thing. And I said a couple of weeks ago that they would be a very different team with Kulusevski back. They still can't yeah. defend at the moment, but he just makes so much difference. He's he so makes, good. He, he makes a huge difference because he's not a guy that just puts his head down and runs waiting for a through ball the way mm-hmm. Son and Kane currently are doing. I know Kane kind of tries to link up the play, but really, in general, these two just want to turn around and go. Kulusevski's like... To create. Yeah, he wants to get the ball. He wants to cut in, stutter a little bit, see what the options are. Like, he's a really technical, smart player on the wing. He's not a run-down-the-wing kind of guy because they have enough of those. Um, you know, and he's still doing this with what a Romero, not a Romero. What's his name on the right wing next to him? Never, well, Royale was there. Royale and, yeah. But he even, I, I don't know if you saw, but for the winning goal, he, um, he was interviewed afterwards. He was like, yeah, I told Sanchez where to pass it. Cause he was like, yeah, yeah you're going to have to. The, the Vincent yeah. and, and, and Royale have just been a, been a joke, but Bentancourt yeah. has been playing and we talked about him in team of the season. He's been playing very well, coming up with big, big goals, but He's been a big part of their team. He's trying to be a bit more of the creative guy in midfield because they play with three quite um, conservative midfielders, let's say, but Bentecourt is trying to be the most expressive of them, and he's doing a good job so far. Um, It's just one of those things where it's like, guys, every time you go behind and the other team sits back and you attack, you score goals. I know they're semi-scrappy. They're from corner kicks. They're kind of things falling in the box, but you have it. It's there. So maybe you don't have to rely on a counter attack every time and play a bis- you know just I think they have been they have missed Kulusevski for sure mm-hmm. but I don't know I think they can do more from the get go No I agree it's confusing it's like it's working out from a points perspective like I, I heard the other day that Conte in his first 38 game and uh, you know what let me ask the question that we got on Twitter cuz we're talking okay. about it basically but um at juicy sushi Duncan Butcher on Twitter says so uh, the pod may not want to hear this. He's clearly heard a lot of you and Bernie slagging Spurs off. Uh, but how do you feel about a post-World Cup Premier League with Spurs fully fit and another Paratici tr- January transfer window? Um, which obviously speaks to the impact that Bentecourt and, and Kulisevsky have had. Um, and I think it's, an, I don't know, man. Like, it's just a very interesting question because La- Conte came in last season and he seemed to fix the defense to a large degree. But then in the last six to eight weeks or whatever, they've been conceding goals like nobody's business. Um, and I think that there's a, you can come in and you can make an instant impact and you can bring people like Dyer and Davies and what have you up from a five to a seven, but that's it. Like you've, we've seen the ceiling for those kind of guys, right? It's hard to keep them there. Like Dyer is reverting. Yeah. Yeah, Like Dyer is reverting to form in the last couple of weeks, right? Like Ben Davies, no matter what, like you could, you know, you could do all the juju in the world. He's not going to stay at seven (laughs) all season. Like yeah, you you need more of the Romeros and less of these guys eventually, yeah. and you know maybe maybe a little bit better than Romero. I'm, I think he's slightly overhyped, but he's still better than everyone around him. Like he's that if guy. We were like actually able to get like a Bastoni, that would be something. right. So and again, that's kind of what what he's saying about the transfer window. Can they pull off two other two unbelievable January signings to really supplement this? You know, can they get a bit more? You know, this this Hill guy, Hill Hill. Guy, like, why is he not getting any minutes? Is he bad? No, like <laughs> it's very unclear. You know, I I don't know. Like I, I get he's not the type right now to fit and suit the system. But if they want to play some more possession football, if they want him and Nikolasevsky on the same team, actually keeping some possession, playing around both left footed, like I don't know the whole like 
everybody's giving Spurs a lot of benefits of the doubt. And that comes back to the question about, well, look, they're not playing well, but they're getting all the points and maybe they're going to have an unbelievable January. And hey, maybe Kane's old legs won't be affected by playing 17 games this World Cup and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it's a lot of wishful thinking. It's a lot of benefit of the doubt. I, again, my, my thing about Spurs is always like, is this sustainable? I think a lot of us agree, potentially not. But then we give them the benefit of the doubt. But it's going to change. Don't worry. Okay, but it's been a third of the season already. It hasn't mm-hmm. changed yet. When is it going to change? And can that, can you just flick a switch? Well, that's the wild thing. Is like When you watch the 90 minutes, does it look sustainable? No, because it doesn't seem in control. But then, so the, the stat that I was going to bring up, which I heard on another, was it Totally Football Show? I don't know, another podcast. Apparently... Like in in the first thirty eight games, Conte has seventy nine points, which is more than Klopp got. It's more than Pep got. Like that's an astonishing accumulation of points, and it doesn't seem to matter what the performances are like. They keep racking them up. So I guess a lot of people are giving them the benefit of the doubt because they're like, if you're not playing well and you're still getting these points, and like Son has only scored in two games this season, and Rashardson's been mostly injured, and Kulusevski was injured, and like all of these different factors and they're still kind of kind of just about getting the job done you can see why people would think there might be an upswing but yes it's it's yes. really tough to know at this point but, but people that kind of look at the underlying metrics and we hear about all the stuff and people say mm. the xg will prove itself to be correct and the x this and the x that and the goals because like people will tell you at the end of the day the metrics will you know we're arsenal fans so i, I kind of know a little bit more about that we we looked at an unai emery 17 game winning streak or non-losing <laughs> streak or whatever and you're looking at it and you're like, this 17-game non-losing streak is based on Kolasinac kind of having an unbelievable patch of form. <laughs> like, you, you got to know the underlying metrics of why this is happening, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not sustainable. Like, there's just no way it's sustainable. You just have to flick a switch and do something different. The question is, are they going to do it? Now, I don't know. A little bit of wishful thinking, a little bit of like emotionally protecting myself, like oh, they're not going to do it. I just don't see it. When I, okay, we talk about the points that they've had in the stats, but mm-hmm. you can also point that like look at them crashing out of the cup in a with a full team against what was mm-hmm. it Bournemouth or something, getting absolutely Forest dominated by Forest, the, la- the worst team in the league. You know, you look at their performance in the Champions League group stage. I know did they come first? They still ended up coming first, right? There's a stat for you. Oh, he topped his Champions League group. But you actually watch the games. You watch how they got the points versus Sporting, how they got the points versus Marseille. You know, you're talking a lot of luck that had to get involved. And people start to say, well, you make your own luck and how how lucky can you get when it happens all the time, blah, blah, blah. But come on, you watch that Marseille game there. There's no chance they should have gotten the points they needed. The sporting game, the cup game, like this game that just happened. I don't know. I I, I don't see it. I just don't believe it. I I think think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. There's definitely an element of luck there. Because you're like, how many times can you do this? On the other hand, if it keeps happening, then at, at the very least, you have to say something about the like, I mean, character gets brought up a lot, but the the resilience, I guess, of of the team, like there, there's some somewhere in between. But the second half of the season is going to be fascinating. Also, we'll, we'll also, also, you have to say, uh, look at the Spurs fixtures. Have they really played their tough games yet? They've played. I'm trying to yeah. remember. They played who, United. Who they played Liverpool. They played Chelsea. City was postponed, obviously. Um, so, so, played Arsenal, so they, they played they, West Ham, played lost, Newcastle, lost to Newcastle big time, lost to Arsenal. Chelsea yeah. game was they should have lost that. Like they haven't played dream. well in those games, but they've no. played all the games. Yeah, yeah, maybe. they should have been we'll in Liverpool. Liverpool weren't good, but yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
Bournemouth three Everton nil. You think Lampard's gone? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think they're going to think about us over the break, and I think I think the conclusion will be like we can't continue this way. The thing is, right? If you're if you're Everton and Bournemouth appoint Bielsa and Villa appoint Unai Emery and Wolves appoint Lopetegui, and you're sitting there with Frankie Lampard, you're probably thinking we need someone better than this. Yeah, no, I, I, I think he's too streaky. I think it has nothing to do with him. I think he put out an eleven, and he hopes that they get a result. And one week they will, and five weeks they won't. But that's mm-hmm. not a way to to coach a team. Like you don't see what he's trying to do. You can't see it. You know what I mean? No. Like, and I think Everton fans will have a better view of this, obviously, because they're in the middle of it all. But I doubt they're going to say, "Oh, we see a path here, even though it's patchy and it's tough, and we're trying to clean up the squad and whatever." No, there's none of that. Yeah, they also don't have any money to spend right now because they spent it all already in the last like 10 years. Uh, Liverpool 3, Southampton 1. Used to be A team against B team, this fixture. Um, Liverpool were much better, um, maybe aided by Southampton being managerless and, and crap, but Darwin Nunez, a brace, and he looked like an actual footballer. Yeah, and I think he's enjoying this freer role than just standing in the box being a being kind of a, what's it called, like target a soundboard man. or a target man or whatever. Soundboard, yeah. Um, I think he's enjoying the whole, like, let me run at people and create some more chaos. And yeah. he's doing it well. Again, I will repeat, they are shafting Salah on the touchline. Even in this game. And again, I like him and yes, I get it. And I'm personally biased. I want him to do well personally. But like, you guys have one of the best players in the world. He cannot be standing on the touchline. He just can't. Like, it's so ineffective. And you're not even that good right now. Bring him into the game somehow. I don't know how, but you got to bring him in. Like, Harvey Elliott is playing inside in that, yeah. in that whatever, the second or third line. And, yeah. and, and, and Salah is playing on the touchline. He, all he does is gets the ball and plays it inwards. Does nothing else. It's, it's, I don't think this is the way to go for Liverpool. I think they need to really find a way to not make it about him, but realize that you've got one of the best players in the league, if not the best on his day. Involve him more. That's yeah. just that's just my take on it. No, absolutely. You get him as close to the penalty area as possible and you let him shoot. Um, very, very quickly, rapid fire. A Liverpool top four end of the season or no? Um, Obviously, we'll come back to this in a few months. Uh, well, what was, I, mean, I was going to quickly look at the alternatives. Like Spurs, I think, will stay in the top four. Arsenal should, City should. So now you're talking Liverpool, Chelsea, United, Newcastle all fighting for yeah. that final spot. I'm going to say just based on pure statistics, no. Fair enough. Um, West Ham, no, Leicester 2. Don't really want to talk about the game because I didn't see it. I don't know anything about it. But I do want to say that Brendan Rodgers has turned this around. I'm actually quite impressed because, like, a lot of problems at that club. Quite a few players who probably thought they were leaving in the summer. I mean, Tielemans for sure thought he was leaving because Arsenal Some left him for 18 months. Yeah. Madison probably thought he might leave. Um, I don't know, probably a couple of others. Fafana obviously left. And they looked down and out, and honestly, they'll be fine now. He fixed their defense. That was very oh, cool. He had enough. They had enough flair up top with Gooseberry Hall and Madison and Vardy and that kind <laughs> of whatever. Gooseberry Hall. No, Gooseberry. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they have enough talent up there to make things happen. With Tielemans also not being a bad player in midfield, um, but. He fixed their defense over the last couple of, of weeks, and that's all it takes. You stop leaking goals, you're going to win 1 or 2 nil. Um, 
the thing I like about Leicester is that they bring a lot of players to my attention that I didn't know existed. You know, you've got like the Fofanas that came through, the, mm-hmm. the Turkish center back, and now they have this Faiz guy. Like, I'm like, yeah. where do these guys come from? You, you know, Costania. I'm like, bro, like, thank you for introducing me to all these new players. But like, where are they coming from? It's <laughs> a good point, actually. Danny Ward. We'd never yeah. have heard of him. Yeah. He had a couple of good games recently, to be fair. He, I think he had 11 points at FPL last weekend. I think uh, he's, you know what? He's, 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 this season's, he's this season's Ramsdale. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, Daniel Amati, playing in that defence that got a clean sheet. There's a turnout for the book. Killing it. Killing yeah. it. <laughs> uh, Forrest managed to win a football game, 1-0 against Palace. Um, Brighton lost to Unai Emery's newly resilient Aston Villa. But let's end with Newcastle 1, Chelsea 0. Newcastle just doing it again. I know Chelsea are bad. Like, they're really bad right now. Yeah, but Newcastle are not supposed to be this good either. No. Like, it's 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 a double-edged sword of, yes, Chelsea are bad and you're playing them at a good time. To be fair, Chelsea haven't scored in like 180 minutes of football. And trust me, whoever watched this game, Chelsea would not have scored if this game went on for three more days. If there was three and a half days of injury time, Chelsea were not going to score. Like there was just no scoring outlet in that team. None. None. And then you look, you rattle off the signings over the last two seasons, mate. 60 60 million and above. Pulisic, Sterling, Aubameyang. I know not 60 million, but Lukaku. Lukaku, Cucurella, like, what are you doing? You've you spent as you spent the GDP of a small country on useless, mm-hmm. useless players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think I think I mean part of what's going on right now is that Graham Potter's going to need some time to do whatever it is that he wants to do, and Chelsea fans are going to need to get used to that concept because the board li- we're we're led to believe are behind him and are not going to react impulsively to anything that happens at Chelsea because the culture at Chelsea for the last twenty years has been. Anything goes wrong, you sack the manager and you get a new one and that works itself out, at least for a bit, right? They're going to need to get over that. The other thing is that, yeah, the recruitment has just left this squad in in a very, very weird place. Yeah, no, and you you know, the list continues. You've got your Havertz, you've got your Ziaches, you've got your, like, Kulubalis, you've got your... Yes, all these players on paper sound good, but is there a plan on how they're going to integrate, how they're going to play? I mean, where was the plan on who's going to score goals? Where right. is that plan? That's literally the number one rule of football. Where are the goals? None of these players are prolific goal scorers. None of them. Literally Sterling, none of them. Sterling in the right system, oh, sure. Yeah, but happens. Like, it happens. you got to have like yeah. an unbelievable team that functions around them. That's not the case. Yeah. I mean, they bought a striker that the previous manager wanted, and they sacked him literally the next day. So. It's it's a bit of a mess over there, and I think, you know what? It would just really be the cherry on top if they go and sign Ronaldo. Please. Would Please. be pretty amazing. I mean, I'm pretty sick of seeing him in this league, but yeah, if he has to go somewhere, no, Graham Potter's not going to sign up on that. <laughs> Surely, it's like I just got, got rid of Mope. I just got rid of Mope. I'm not getting Ronaldo. They're the same person. Uh, yeah. Oh man. All right, that's an hour and fifty minutes. Should probably leave it there. Um, that's been the Premier League for the first half of the season. We'll be back. Well, not not bit. the first half. It's it's deceiving. It's only the first third. Is it a third? Yeah, we only played like eleven games or whatever, twelve games. I can't remember, yeah, but it's not. It's not a half. lot longer yeah, than yeah. that, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we'll have to uh, try to get ourselves excited about the World Cup, and I don't know if we'll we'll talk to you next week, but probably. What else is there to do, isn't it? Maybe. Why not? Yeah. All right, man. Take care. All right. Have a good one.